This is a true crime podcast. It contains adult themes and content and may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. When a guard would stop and talk to you, you used to stand back and you would yell so people could hear what you were saying to that guard as they walked by or, or within the vicinity. But he knew what a convict was going to do before they thought of it themselves. He'd just been around that long and uh, he was tough. They'd find uh, Sparky in about every conceivable place you could imagine, which we would, of course, dump. They'd wait until everybody was locked up, and he would open his door and run down to cell one and get a bugler can full of Sparky and take it back to his cells. She had a kind of a hypnotic power. There were a great many wild cats around the penitentiary, and most people couldn't get near them. But she would stand in the doorway of the cell house and say, kitty, 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 and those cats would go to her. Welcome back, folks, to another episode of Stool Pigeon Saturday. Today I have a special guest, Francisca Borders. Hi, thank you for coming. Francie is the adjunct of German at Boise State University. And a little background to this interview. While researching episode 30 of the podcast, the story of Henry Herman Christopher Wilmbusa. Wilmbusa? Wilmbusa. Would be the German. Thank you. (laughs) Way? Number 852. He was the one who killed Judge J.C. Brady in 1901 in Rathdrum, Idaho, for sending him to the state asylum because he claimed he could cure all disease with hypnotism, and he ended up serving a life sentence in the Idaho State Penitentiary. He ultimately served 35 years and 11 months before his death at the prison. While going through his file, I actually discovered a censored letter and discovered it was not a typical letter. This was actually written in German, and I took about three years of German in high school and thought, oh, I can handle this. Uh, No. Quickly discovered (laughs) I could not. I could not decipher really a single word in it. Um, That's because it's in an older form of German. And so I reached out to the Boise State University Department of World Languages, and they directed me to Franzi here to translate this letter. So welcome to the show, and thank you for all your work and time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you. Can you kind of share a little bit with our listeners a little about your background and how you came to Boise and began working at BSU? Yeah, so I was born in Germany in 1979 in Altenburg in the state of Thuringia. Uh, lived there till I did a foreign exchange year at Meridian High School in uh-huh. 1997 to 1998. Went back to Germany because with the I got my high school diploma here, but you can't go to university in Germany. So I had to repeat my senior year and then went to university and uh, stayed in touch with my host family. And I was complaining about that I was losing my English. And then my host mom put me in contact with someone she worked with because, which ended up my husband worked for her and was gonna move to Germany for a year. And she uh, put us in contact and uh, we met. And then I came over for an internship and that's when we started dating. And that was in 2001, so a long time ago. And we have three children. And uh, in 2005, I moved over and got my degree from Boise State. And then in 2008, I started working in the World Languages Department and teaching, started with German, one course, then two courses. And now 
I do still German 101, uh, conversational German, but also uh, life in East Germany and then stereotypes of the German culture and uh, university foundations, um, courses that where I'm a discussion group lead, so kind of all over. And I do translations on the side, and from time to time, like I would say like once or twice a year, mm -hmm. I get these kind of translations because you actually have to have two translations, like old German to modern German yeah. to then English because it's quite difficult because the writing is so different, yeah. not what the cursive writing I'm used to. So, oh yeah. So yeah, I, I just remember when you were explaining the process, just like, oh my gosh, that's three translations. Yes. That's, yeah, that's it's everybody, crazy. oh, yeah. it's just German. And it's like, no, no. it's not yeah. just German. And you have to be like, kind of do your research. And the more you do it, obviously, the easier it gets. But there's been translations where I don't even, I'm like, I'm sorry, I there's nothing I can go by, I yeah. have someone I can send it to, and if they can't do it, then I guess nobody can do it, unless the person, you know, that, that wrote it, but there's one piece of paper out of the many's I've done that I was not able to, and it still bugs me a little bit, because it's like, <laughs> I, I want to, but um, yeah, it's it's just not, yeah. yeah. This, I mean, that's decipher. This, yeah. You can't decipher, yeah. As historians at the site, that's the same thing, where it's like, what happened? Mm -hmm. Why is there nothing here? This letter was that for me. Like, there has to be something in this letter that I, I just, I have to know what it says. Yes. And, because you oh don't have gosh. a date. Yeah. Um, we don't have, we have one name, but we don't mm -hmm. have the, the writer's name. Yeah. But um, as well, when we continue talking, you'll see that actually you can narrow it down year-wise mm -hmm. and, and month-wise. Yeah. But uh, there's no date, there's no town. Mm -hmm. So we don't, we know it's in Germany somewhere, but yeah. where in Germany? Um, I guess where there is a factory, but there were a lot of factories in Germany right. at the time. So, yeah, it's kind of, but really, really fascinating what is actually then in the letter, which yeah. we wouldn't know if there wasn't the translation. Yeah. So, yeah. And you grew up in East Germany? I did. Okay. Yeah. Um, Altenburg, which is about three hours south of Berlin. All right. And what, what was that like? Well, that probably a different podcast or a longer <laughs> podcast. Very okay. different what people expect. Um, it's, it's um, as a child, very different, more through the red glasses, so mm -hmm. to speak. So I was very loyal to the state because I grew up in in that. And I loved the state, but then my parents wanted to leave in mm -hmm. April of 1989. The wall came down in November, November 9, 1989, and that kind of changed that view of what the state was like but in in the child point of view i thought it was a great state but now you know teaching about it and talking to my parents it was not a great state but it's a very gray ish answer because it's yeah. it's what it says in the books is one thing but then what life is actually like is a different story right but very different life to compare it to now yeah would you have been able to, if the wall had not come down, mm -hmm. it, would you have been able to still no. study abroad? Okay. No. Wow. Well, if it was communist, so yeah. you could, and if you were good, gotcha. and if you possibly joined the party, the Socialist Unity Party, you could go to like Moscow and Hungary and Czech Republic and Poland, those communist states, Cuba, you yeah. could go to. Okay. But under very specific circumstances, you could go to the West, but only by yourself, mm -hmm. never with your family, or you were retired, yeah. then you could visit your family in the West. 
but um, like as a, I don't know, working at the university, married with children, they would only let you go by yourself. And then okay. it happened that sometimes people would not come back. Mm. So that did happen. Yeah. But yeah. Luckily for my family, the wall came down and yeah, I don't think I'd be sitting here otherwise. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad we, we could make this work. That's yes, great. me too. <laughs> well, that's fascinating. There probably is a whole podcast and radio show all about that. But today, could you provide us a, a little overview of the evolution of this written German language and how this letter differs from modern German. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I had to look it up, that history, because I'm mm -hmm. not that familiar. I know there's a difference, but uh, so it goes back to the current script. It's K-U-R-R-E-N-T, so okay. current, which goes back to the medieval ages. And then they used that since the 16th century. So they would have that cursive and Latin cursive. Okay. And often in those documents, you see the Latin cursive where it's like the cursive we know. Mm -hmm. But then everything else is in that Sutalin handwriting, okay. which then makes it difficult. So for me, the printed is no issue. It's the cursive writing. And everybody mm -hmm. has a personal, you know, little trick to it. Yeah. So sometimes that makes it hard. So we have the Latin cursive and the current script. And then in 1911, a graphic artist, Ludwig Sutalin, who was commissioned by the Prussian Ministry of Science, Art and Culture, created the modern handwriting script. But it's the Sutolin. It's not the modern that we know. Okay. It goes back to 1911. And that was taught from 1915 to 1941 in all German schools. Wow. Then the Nazi party said, it's too chaotic. So they said, no more. And they went to the Latin cursive writing okay. to make it more neat, not less chaotic. Yeah. And then till after World War II, a lot of people still did that kind of handwriting. Mm -hmm. And in some schools, it was taught till 1970s. But it died out like my parents didn't write like that. Okay. And my grandparents kind of so I actually have two cookbooks from my great grandmother that my dad just brought over. Yeah. And it's that pseudoline handwriting. Okay. So the 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 interesting thing is the the title of the menu, the recipe, is in the Latin script, but then everything else is in that pseudoline handwriting. But um, yeah. so I'm trying to figure out what she was saying. I know the recipe. What's it about? Like mm -hmm. mashed potatoes, <laughs> or I don't know, typical German food, or a bread, or something like that. Uh. But the ingredients and how it's made, that's more difficult. But the more yeah. you read it over and over, you, you get like certain words. But yeah. yeah, so yeah, very, very interesting. And how also the letter, if, I don't know if you post the letter or anything. Yeah. yeah. It's um, different also. It's used an exclamation mark, mm. dear uncle exclamation mark, where now we say dear uncle, comma. Right. And then would continue lowercase. But oh, man. yeah, so from if you get those, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. 16th century on, that's like a very different cursive handwriting until, you know, it gets to the handwriting that is not an issue so much unless you have really bad handwriting, cursive handwriting. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And we have to translate a lot of documents from mm -hmm. wardens and prosecutors that are cursive and scribble, and, mm -hmm. you know, but to do that in a different language mm -hmm. as well, like. Wow, they 
So well, and almost work, another yeah. different language. It's like, you know, you have modern oh, German yeah. and then you have another, the Sutolin. Yeah. yeah. Would, would the spoken German be the same? So or? when you, when as I will read it, mm-hmm. so the way he talks is from, I would say, a different century. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, just the, the kind of, and I kind of underlined it. I wouldn't talk like that. Okay. So it does sound like my... My, not even my grandparents or my great grandparents wow. would have talked. Oh. It's just um, a different kind of. Mm-hmm. And if you know German, whoever is listening, then you can hear how it's different too. Like he said, I'm in my 60s. How he say it, uh, I would I would say I'm 60s. I'm not in my 60th year, oh, for okay. instance. That's an example. Okay, kind of mm-hmm. old, old fashioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's fashioned. it's old fashioned German. Nice. Well, what? What was the process and some of the difficulties of translating from this older form to this modern form? Just words that I don't see a lot. Yeah. Um, certain things you you see over and over articles and mm-hmm. prepositions and certain verbs that are easy. But if it's not a word or because it's so different spoken and also written, it's uh, what what would come next. Yeah. So it's not as natural so yeah when you figured it out it's like yes this makes sense (laughs) or you know sometimes then i have to ask my dad and or i could add my mom passed away so i would also ask my mom Mm -hmm. okay what could that be and when they were over one time uh, we spent i think three weeks on like a whole bunch of documents we had yeah there was one piece of paper where the the owner of the the paper she thought it was a baptism Mm -hmm. uh, poem but it turned out it was a poem that a school friend of her ancestor had sent because uh, the child had passed away so it was a set it was really interesting to find out what it actually was but it wasn't what she had hoped it was something sad but really interesting to find out what it then truly truly is so yeah the process is you trying to read out and you you translate and then you kind of highlight the words Mm -hmm. you don't and you Try not to spend so much time at first and then trying yeah. to get what makes sense. And then you look more deeper into, okay, what could this mean? And then yeah. like making it smaller and bigger oh, and kind of trying to see what what could be. Because we have different letters. We have like the S set, which is a sharp S. It looks like a B with a tail. Mm-hmm. And then the three umlauts, the U, the E, and the Ö. Uh, so you kind of can tell. But mm-hmm. then also we had... A reformation in the German language in the late 90s, where then things have changed. But then also the the writer of the letter, you kind of can tell his education level because mm-hmm. he does uh, not uses a lot of punctuation, like periods and commas and then misspelling of words. Mm-hmm. So it kind of can tell you where he is educational wise and uh, the letter also says he worked in a factory so he did not go to university he probably had and this is just my assumptions about him he he works at a factory Uh, on sunday he goes to church so he was religious Mm -hmm. doesn't tell us what church but if it's catholic or protestant but yeah there a lot of is in this letter that he doesn't say i'm you know this Mm -hmm. this and that but we can tell from the letter um, but then when it's in German, in modern German, then translation into English. And that's fairly quickly and easy. But yeah. the first translation from the Zutolin script to 
modern German is the one that's really time consuming yeah. and hard. Do you have kind of like a big uh, graph with all the letters? I have Sutolene different and... uh, different letters because okay. the Sutolene, it, 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 they, they put Fairs. a lot of variations yeah. under it. That's yeah. not just that one. Mm-hmm. It just had to develop, oh, it's Sutolene. There's other variations of that. So it's just I have like specific, I have uppercase, lowercase, different time periods. Yeah. Uh, that kind of compares and then if I'm really stumped and can't then I'll send it to someone in Germany and they do that as a living so she does a lot a lot a lot and helps me out because then there's some things I probably couldn't have Mm -hmm. done and then she's like for sure can translate it and help me out so that's that's good to know I used to use my aunt who works for the state water company mm-hmm. and they have a lot of records and she knows someone yeah. so i would send but if it was pretty big i didn't want to send that to her as it's just a word but uh if it's like a lot then i didn't want to but i found like i said i found someone that helps yeah. me out in case i'm i can't yeah. figure it out myself okay yeah. mm-hmm. i like kind of going back to his education mm-hmm. prisoners here all letters that were written in English mm-hmm. would be censored. So mm-hmm. that's why we have this. Mm-hmm. And Henry would not have seen this letter because it wasn't in English and they couldn't censor it and make sure there wasn't information in mm. there. And so Henry never saw this he, letter? He most likely never saw it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so it's oh. this extra element. I'm just curious about oh, like... Oh, my, that gives me like chills. Oh, I'm like, oh, it's I like... Because yeah. it talks about uh, what happened at the time yeah. in Germany and tells them about from home. So that's kind of... Maybe that's, and, and one, we'll read it in German and then you in English. It, I mean, it does tell, but because nobody could read it in the penitentiary, that's yeah. why they censored it. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I, I'm just curious about, like, English, learning English mm-hmm. in Germany. Is mm-hmm. is that fairly common? When, yes. When did that start? Is that... So now it can start as early as kindergarten. Wow. Okay. Uh, they have schools there that are international schools where mm-hmm. they uh, even teach in English. But I learned it in fifth grade, and oh, I was wow. in the, the borderline because of the wall. So if I wouldn't have um, the wall come down, I would have been Russian, obviously. But for me, it was first foreign language for all Germans is English. So most Germans can speak mm-hmm. English or they do want to, when they meet somebody, they do want to speak English, which sometimes it's hard when you want to speak German or yeah. you're learning German mm-hmm. uh, to speak German. But yeah. Interesting. Okay. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's, I'm curious about his time period, how common that education would be available. Um, like for, for, to learn English? Yeah. Uh, probably not. Right. Like, uh, if I think of my um, grandparents, they didn't learn Latin. My grandpa was a history teacher, German teacher, so he learned Latin. But my other grandpa from my mom's side, he didn't learn a foreign language. So yeah. And then my parents, they had to do uh, Russian. And then my mom did English and French, and my dad did French. Language is so Yeah, very interesting, very (laughs) interesting, fascinating, yes. Well, I think we've built the anticipation. Okay. Do you want to read this, read the letter in German? Yes. <laughs> okay, it says censored, which was in English, yeah. and then here goes the German. Schöttmann, lieber Onkel, nun wird es wohl Zeit, dass ich deinen Brief, den du mir am 22. August geschrieben hast, beantworte. Das Beste, was ich dir schreiben kann, ist, dass wir gesund und munter sind, welches ich auch von dir hoffe und von Herzen wünsche, dass dir dieses Schreiben bei der besten Gesundheit antreffen möge. 
Unser Leben geht hier alle Tage in den alten Gleise weiter. Wochentags von morgens bis abends in die Fabrik und sonntags morgens in die Kirche und nachmittags einen kleinen Spaziergang macht den Schluss des Sonntags. So reiht sich Woche an Woche und Jahr an Jahr, bis wir selber alt sind und verbraucht. Ich bin nun auch schon im 60. Jahr und drei kleine Kinder rufen schon Großvater. So wird man schnell alt, ohne dass man es merkt, wie schnell es eigentlich geht. Wenn man so das Leben betrachtet, dann denkt man, ich habe alles verkehrt gemacht. Und wenn man wieder von vorne anfangen könnte, dann würde man vieles anders machen und am Ende dann wieder bekennen müssen, dass man es doch wieder verkehrt gemacht hat. Ich glaube, so geht es den meisten. Ich glaube dir auch. Lieber Onkel, in der Welt ist es sehr unruhig. Es gärt an allen Ecken und Enden und man kann heute nicht wissen, was morgen sein wird. Der Krieg in Spanien dauert viel zu lange, das müsste eigentlich schneller gehen. Es geht um die beiden Weltanschauungen, welche siegen wird, muss man abwarten. Hier in Deutschland ist alles ruhig. Parteihader gibt es hier nicht, hier geht es um die Juden. Die sind nicht so gut dran, weil sie gemieden werden und dadurch nicht mehr so gute Geschäfte machen können wie sonst. Zu Leide tun oder gewalttätig gegen die Juden sein darf keiner. Aber weil sie nicht mehr die das Ansehen haben als früher, fühlen sie sich gedrückt und zurückgestoßen, so wie die Auslandzeitungen darüber schreiben, ist es Gott sei Dank nicht. Sehr viele von den Juden wandern ja auch aus, nach Palästina, nach Afrika und auch viel nach Südamerika. Wie es dann da, wird da auch viel über Deutschland geschimpft. Glaub ja nicht, dass es alle wahr ist, was die Zeitungen bei euch schreiben. Lieber Onkel, nun fängt wieder Winter an, die unangenehme Jahreszeit. Hoffentlich brauchst du nicht zu frieren und hungern, denn alte Leute haben nicht mehr so viel Warme als Junge. Und nun gratuliere ich zu deinem Geburtstage und wünsche dir fröhliche Feiertage. Lebe wohl. Wow. <laughs> wow. To, to hear that, like thinking. And that's tricky because it's German, like yeah. I said, is old fashioned. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. Wow. Man, I, I know a lot of listeners, including myself, uh, I really wanted to know what that letter said. So. Oh. I will translate now yes. for the rest of us yes. in English. Yes. <laughs> All right, so it says censored. Schutmar, dear uncle, now it is about time that I answer your letter that you wrote to me on August 22nd. The best thing I can write to you is that we are alive and well, which I also hope for you and wish from the bottom of my heart that this letter may reach you in the best of health. Our life goes on here every day in the old way. Weekdays from morning to evening in the factory and Sundays in the morning in the church and in the afternoon a small walk makes the end of the Sunday. So week follows week and year follows year until we ourselves are old and used up. I am now also already in the 60th year and three small children call me already grandfather. So one becomes fast old without anyone noticing how fast it actually goes. When one considers such a way of the life Then one may think, I made everything wrong, and when one could begin again from the beginning, then one would choose differently, and in the end, then again must confess that one made it nevertheless again wrong. That is a, mm -hmm. that is a sentence right mm -hmm. there. Wow. Very, I mean, deep <laughs> sentence. Yeah. Right? I think that's how most people feel. I think you do too. Dear uncle, in the world it is very restless, and it ferments 
at all corners and ends, and one cannot know today what will be tomorrow. The war in Spain lasts much too long. It should go faster, and it is about the two world views. Which one will win? You will have to wait and see. Here in Germany, everything is quiet. There is no party strife here. Here it is about the Jews who are not so well off because they are shunned and thus no longer do as a good business as usual. No one is allowed to harm or be violent against the Jews, but because they no longer have good standing, they feel pressed and pushed back. As the foreign newspapers write about it, thank God it is not. Very many of the Jews also emigrate to Palestine, to Africa, and so many of them to South America. How is it there? Do people also rant much about Germany? Do not believe that everything true what the newspapers there write about Germany. Dear uncle, now winter begins again, the unpleasant season. Hopefully you do not need to freeze and hunger because the old people have no longer as much warmth as the young. And now I congratulate on your birthday and wish you happy holidays. Farewell. Mm -hmm. It's so sweet. And there's so many like really nice kind of profound mm -hmm. thoughts about, you mm -hmm. know, time changing. And, you know, I haven't spoken to you in America. Mm -hmm. I'm 60. I'm a grandfather mm -hmm. now. You're my, you know, elderly uncle in his 80s. Mm -hmm. like, I, I'm imagining that that's around the time period. I would think so. I mean, in his 80s. And then he talks about his birthday. So his birthday must have been in December. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I looked up the, the war in Spain was from July 17, 1936 until April 1st, 1939. A lot of Jews immigrated at the end until 1937. They were allowed to do that. So that puts the letter yeah. either December 19... 35, 36, 36 37, yeah. Yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah. Which is so fascinating that oh the letter gosh. without a date does tell us that he did put that in there. I mean, yeah. when we think about writing letters, whoever still writes letters, I mean, would, would somebody else could. Right. Maybe we should put more if we write <laughs> letters, you know, give, you know. Anyway, but yeah. yeah, I mean, he puts so much in there. And how truth like gives his uncle point of view what's going on mm -hmm. in germany at the time yeah. and, and must know something what or i think you know say it's not as bad as the foreign uh, newspapers say it but does germany just tell their citizens that you know yeah. whatever they say outside of here it's yeah. not true but was it actually true mm -hmm. so but yeah. So like the Spanish Civil War is mm -hmm. going on mm -hmm. and the Civil War in Spain. And then when did the Nazi Party rise? come to? So mm -hmm. 1932, 32. but then their their laws for Jews in 1933. In okay. But they are first tried to get them out of the country. So that's why until 1937, they were allowed to immigrate but if you watch documentaries or other movies, Generation War is a good one. The Jews, the German Jews, didn't believe didn't believe that that could happen to them. Yeah. You know, fighting one on one, shoulder on shoulder with other Germans in World War One, they just didn't believe that the Germans would do that to them, and that's why they stayed there. Say, I'm German. Why would I? Right. Why would I leave? So. Wow. Yeah. So, so it's like, and and wow. he is, you know, where we can't harm them uh, we can't do something wrong we just can't have business with them and that's why their business is not going well because yeah. 
they're supposed Germans are supposed to boycott them, and that started in 1933. Wow. So for quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. When this letter is written. It's such a document of history. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's such a fascinating little document, a little mm-hmm. glimpse in history mm-hmm. that we find here at Idaho State Penitentiary. Mm-hmm. It's just such a, mm-hmm. a a wild letter to find here, mm-hmm. a really place what was going on at that time mm-hmm. like the depression you know we're mm-hmm. on the outskirts hopefully mm-hmm. of that around this time mm-hmm. period and henry is he's just you know he's coming to his last years at the mm-hmm. institution before his death mm-hmm. yeah so are there any insights that you gleaned in the process of of translating this letter what, what do you mean i mean just any new ways of looking at some of this and, and translating some of this old style of alphabet mm-hmm. or any historical context, anything that... Well, I think just trying to compare it to other handwriting that I have, just mm-hmm. to see the word and what it could mean. And then often what does make sense? Yeah. Would a word that would come next, does that, what I see, does it even make sense or should it be a different word and then also um, tense Mm -hmm. Uh, is it past tense is it imperfect is it perfect is it plusquamperfect and so yeah sometimes his his the way he talks uh, is just a little bit hard Uh to see but then it makes sense like he misspells things so instead of when he uses who so you kind of but he means when so and then uppercase and lowercase so uh, again that kind of tells us his education then he uh, uppercase adjectives which we don't do but those must be really like healthy and well it's just interesting but to see also what historically is going on so i mean he worked for a factory monday through saturday and was god loving and yeah. goes to church and then he takes a walk very yeah. common german <laughs> yeah um yeah probably protestant lutheran yeah yeah i i mean we'll we'll have to figure out the shutma where, where that comes in it could yeah. be a name uh i just don't know why he would put it up front not in yeah. the end so that tells me more it might be a city because in the letter it's like the first in the middle and yeah. then it says dear uncle I don't know. I don't know. Do you post anything in the podcast? Yes. Yeah, so yeah, this... they can see the letter. Yeah. And yeah, unfortunately, I don't know. In in Germany, he you would say uh, "Lebewohl," so farewell. That's kind of like we would say with friendly greetings mm-hmm. or "All well, alles Gute." He's almost saying goodbye to him, like in a "I probably won't hear from you again." Lebewohl. Yeah. Yeah, I just realized that. So, and then you would put Lebewohl, and then he puts three exclamation marks. Mm-hmm. So he probably knew that that will be the last letter. Yeah. Because he then didn't get one back from his uncle. Unfortunately, either. in this time period, they they don't track uh, mm-hmm. who the contacts are. Mm-hmm. If he had been writing, he must have written. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did have some, some other siblings mm-hmm. in the United States okay. that came to farm that were in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know if maybe he was writing to them and then they were writing back home to Germany and mm-hmm. that's how, you know, this this nephew found or out Or how about they gave him. it to him because we yeah. don't also, you don't have the envelope where it... Exactly. The, oh, okay. Yeah, mm. just the Maybe they and... sent it to the sibling and then the sibling gave it to the penitentiary, but obviously yeah. the uncle didn't get it. Oh, mm. Wow. Yeah, a lot of information, but 
Yeah, very interesting. So Always cool. very you. cool yeah. to to you know get a piece of history. Yeah, from yeah. That long time ago. Yeah. That's, thank you so much for for putting all this time and effort into this. And yes. Yes. Yeah, you can't put really happens. like say it takes you know you paid this this and much for the hour. It's, right. It's, yeah. Yeah. You have like what I do is per word because mm-hmm. then like it doesn't matter how long yeah. it takes but yeah. uh yeah it's it's a science it's hard yeah and oh. thank you artist nathan vivel for for donating to have this translated yes. as well because i was like i i'm happy to do it myself you know because i've just wanted personally to know what this letter said uh-huh. for yes. years now i've been tracking the story and it's such a, an interesting guy he was such a prominent farmer up in north idaho up in in rathdrum mm-hmm. and for you know his beliefs to cause him to kind of go off the the rails mm-hmm. and, and kill this person it's just naturally just a fascinating story and then to have this mysterious letter on top of everything else oh man yeah that just it just feels so good to mm-hmm. have this kind of well and worlds con- apart concluded. i mean there were really yeah. worlds Literally, apart yeah, yeah. yeah. so um Gosh. yeah thank you for letting me do this and <laughs> yeah get a little glimpse of that time in germany yeah. and not just from history book that i think makes it really truly interesting yeah. like what really life was like at the time so yeah yeah thank you so unique all right well we kind of have a tradition here if okay. i were to say do your own time how would you respond to that oh you got me <laughs> <laughs> do your own time that's english I am like, do your own time. Okay, I will. (laughs) Question mark? I don't know. That's, yeah. With sayings in German and English, we have that too. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. so that I'm not familiar. How do you spell that? The do? Uh, D-O. D-O. Yeah. Do your own time and do it well. And do it well. That's Mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. Our kind of phrase here, it's the convict code. Mm -hmm. So kind of how, how prisoners acted. They don't. They don't get involved in other people's business. Mm-hmm. They don't, you know, they're doing their own time. They're mm-hmm. doing their own number mm-hmm. and they don't get anyone else in trouble. They mm-hmm. don't see anything. You know, if they see something bad going on, mm-hmm. they aren't going to snitch or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So we say, do your own time, do your own number. Mm-hmm. Can, is there a way to say that in German? Mach dein eigenes. Do your own. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Ma- mach, mach dein mach, eigenes. Mach dein eigenes. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> well, Francis, thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> do your own time. Do your own number. Thank you, everybody. If you enjoyed Behind Gray Walls, please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. Not only do we get to hear your feedback about the show, but it helps others find us as well. If you're interested in finding out more about the podcast and to see mugshots of the inmates featured in today's episode, follow our Facebook group at Behind Gray Walls Podcast. And we have a podcast Instagram as well. You can find us on Instagram at Behind Gray Walls Pod. 